the night again. We're all right again. All these soft, sweet dreams are coming true. Boom, boom. Hey, guys, it's Alex <laughs> and Emily again coming at you in a new episode of Gag Me With a Knife. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about 1980s He Knows You're Alone. As always, Emily has the original and priceless VHS copy. Mm-hmm. So, let's, so let's hear what the back of that box says, Emily. Okay. It starts out saying, good and terrifying, a first-rate shocker. Well, we'll be going into all that, but here's one film you definitely shouldn't watch alone. Filled with suspense and more than a few hair-raising twists, He Knows You're Alone is a tour de force of sheer terror, a chilling experience. Filmed with an unerring instinct for the truly terrifying, He Knows You're Alone takes a unique, original approach to its story, using the most comfortably familiar and friendly places as the setting for its ominous, nerve-wracking plot, and in the process creates a macabre tale, packed, not paced, definitely not paced, packed with shocks galore. Set in a small New York suburb, the story centers on a young bride-to-be who becomes convinced that someone is watching and following her. Repeatedly, she catches a glimpse of a tall, gaunt figure carrying a butcher's knife, but her friends assume she is merely suffering from a case of prenuptial jitters until, one by one, they discover the grisly truth for themselves. Capped by a breathless chase and a truly shocking last-minute surprise, he knows you're alone as one of those rare-quality films horror films, which really delivers. Just one last word of caution. Be prepared for the unexpected. You'll never guess what's waiting just around the corner. 1980. Your thoughts? Mm. Um, (laughs) So I remember watching this in high school and having a good enough time with it. But, you know, revisiting this almost 20 years later or so, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I guess that's just whatever so on the surface you know there's like everything going right for this movie you know it's got a de- it has a decent plot i thought it doesn't have any over-the-top i have a lot act- of issues with the plot but go on yeah it doesn't have any like over-the-top horrible actors per se that we see in a lot of these slashers the dialogue works for me the music is insatiable i can go on you know it's been called a total ripoff of halloween at parts so you know that all makes sense but for me that should have worked, but something about it just doesn't. Like, while all the elements are there, I just found myself bored. Like, like really, really bored. Uh, and to add to that, you know, like, they weren't bad actors, like I said, but, like, none of them, none of the characters were likable at all. They just annoyed the hell out of me. And I think this movie should have been called uh, He Knows You're Bored as Hell and Will Die an Unwed Virgin. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to give it, I'm torn between one and a half and two stars. What about you? Uh... Well, that was fast. Um, <laughs> um, I don't even know. I, I think sure. I would give it a star just only because of the produ- I think the production quality is is there. Mm-hmm. Um, although I've read some people say that they don't think it is. And I'm like, well, then you haven't watched the shit I've watched. If you think that this is poor production quality, like, you've never seen like uh, Last Slumber Party or any a number of movies that are actually more entertaining but you know what else with lower production and probably more entertaining would be tanya harding's honeymoon video uh, true (laughs) facts um so the uh, i think the reason i remembered liking this movie is only because of the song that's in it the vinnie canali it's the night again which i was singing at the beginning Mm -hmm. and will play for you at the end it's it's a total 70s even though it came out in 1980, 
uh, the movie. It's a 70s soft rock banger is what it is. And banger. we we all know, well, not everyone knows. Alex and I love 70s soft rock. So uh, Well, in high school, we were going to become the 70s soft rock bandits and ride around on our bicycles and listen to 70s soft rock music. Even though it, I didn't have it, a bicycle. but It could make crimes. <laughs> I, did, I didn't have a bicycle and we had cars, but that's. Well, whatever. That, we, we so we know, it, that was the plan. Yeah, that I was just, the plan. I, I just realized I didn't really think it through because I didn't have a bike. So then but, we went to college and got lives. Ugh. Yeah. We could have had a different different turnout. Oh, it could have been so much better for us. But, okay, I, I had so many issues with this movie. For one, I don't think it works that it's a, a I guess... One of the reasons I guess I really don't like it is because it is such a straight up Halloween ripoff and I don't like Halloween. So yeah, I, I yeah. like the I like the movies that Halloween uh well and you know what? Whatever. I'm not even calling Halloween the first slasher because it's not. But it is one of the first with like, you know, the mask, you know, he started uh, Michael Myers started the whole mask killer kind of you know, franchise horror movie craze. Um, but I don't like, I think it's poorly paced. I think it's slow as hell. And I, and I would probably say it's just a little bit less slow than he knows you're alone. But you know what? I think I would rather watch He Knows You're Alone only for the song. Well, I also okay. So when rewatching this, you know the the opening scene when you know, first of all, oh okay, Russell Todd should have been in the whole movie. Hey dreamy, Russell, dream, hey Russell, dreamy, hope you're yeah. listening because you should have been in the whole movie. It would have been way better if you were in the whole movie because it's a movie within a movie and it starts out well. So dream, yeah, dreamy eyes, Russell Todd's over here getting his groove on in the back of that car. Um, and then I was like, okay, okay. And then, you know, it kind of got a little creepy right there. It was a pretty cool opening scene. And the fact then that when they pan out and it it's in a movie within a movie, that was pretty, like that's been overdone at this point, but it in hadn't 1980, been done. yeah, it 1980, that was pretty cool. I thought, and I thought, okay, yeah. So then the girl watching the movie goes to the bathroom. Meemaw face. That's what I called her. Meemaw face goes to the bathroom. It's scary. It's creepy. And she's trying to talk to people while she pees because that's what you do. And she's scared in the bathroom because she hears footsteps in the bathroom. Like it's a public place. Exactly. So she goes back to her seat and gets killed by somebody behind her. And like Scream 2 totally ripped this whole opening. Oh, off. totally. But like 100%. And, and see that, that, that whole beginning though. Um, that um, that had me hooked. I was like, "This exactly. is going to be good." Yeah. It, except for the fact that um, I know that the um, director of this movie, uh, and I can never say his name. It's um, Armand Mastery. Armand Mastery. I, I said it when I interviewed Russell Todd, and he was like, "That's right," but who knows? He might have just been being nice because Armand Mastriani. I don't know. Um, Armand Mastriani. Um, I originally he had gone to the I guess MGM put this out so uh, whoever whoever wanted to put it out it was some pretty big people and they were like hey give us an idea for a movie and his original idea was what became the movie within the movie mm, and I think that you know I know the hook uh, the hook urban legend has been overdone but i mean it hadn't at that point and i don't really think it could ever be overdone it's a it's an urban legend and right. i've never really seen it in a movie besides the movie urban legend where it's like the whole movie 
You know, think, is, is that story? There was a piece. It's not really the hook per se, but there is a scene. I think about the guy, a guy, you know, hanging upside down over his car. It's also in Campfire Tales, isn't he? He hanging oh, over yeah, his car. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's but that's also because it's an urban legend. I, I meant True. like I would like to see like an entire movie based off oh. of just that story. You know what I mean? Like that could have been a cool movie. The the movie yeah. that's within the movie. Maybe it would have gotten old, but I mean, I, I we don't know because we didn't get to watch it. So. Even God, he's so much better looking than everyone else in that movie. Okay, so oh, and I've decided too that whenever at this point, whenever Russell Todd is auditioning for a role, whenever he picks up the phone and they're like, "Hey, can you hang upside down? Can you hang upside down?" and he must do the exact same thing that Danny DeVito does every time Tim Burton calls, and he grabs his top hat and runs to the studio to audition because that's like, "Hello." <laughs> oh, he he said, "Uh, this was you know this was his first movie," mm-hmm. and. God, he's such a dream. I hope you're listening, Russell. Um, <laughs> uh, but he said this was his first movie, and it was just by chance that he did that in the set in Friday the Thirteenth. That was his death. They, I don't think they had seen this movie. Yeah, and I'm it was saying, yeah. just, which is pretty cool. And then he was in Chopping Mall and and whatever. But um, I, I wish he had. I really wish he had been in this movie more. And in my mind, from when I watched it, like whenever I watched it for the first or second time. In my head, I thought he played the character. I haven't thought this for a long time, but for a long time, I thought he played the character of her like boyfriend mm-hmm. or her fiance. Oh, Phil. Yeah, because he, they kind of look alike. He's like a boat. He's like a bootleg version of Russell Todd. Like he's a bo- <laughs> he's a bobo Russell Todd. He's a bobo. Um, but okay, so we get to the movie where we have uh, after this girl dies, we have uh, the principal from Bre- Breakfast Club. I refuse to name whatever. I don't know what his real name is. I'm gonna refer to him as the principal from Breakfast Club for the rest of the the podcast. Um, you could just call he, him Paul. You could just call him Paul Gleason. Uh, no, um, <laughs> I don't care that much. So he or, calls or Richard, Richard Vernon. Uh, no, That's his name. That's his I, name. I know, I know, it's his name and that Dick. Um, I wasn't calling you Dick. I was oh, saying, you I, know, God, God. Okay. so, uh, Oh, can I call you Dick? Um, so he calls the, who by far is the worst actor in the movie. And I don't think the actors are bad, but the detective is not the greatest actor. Oh my um, God, so he calls him because he's like, uh, I guess he thinks this guy's back. But as soon as the guy gets there, it's like, why'd you get me out of bed for this? He's like, it's a, you know, it's a, br- it's a, someone that's about to get married. And he's like, he's back. And he's like, now don't, don't jump to conclusions. And I'm like, isn't that why you fucking got him out of bed? Exactly. Like, it's why? like now, now, why are you trying to calm him down? It's like, they're totally flipping this around. Like they're trying to make it like he's the Dr. Loomis basically character yes, and, and totally. link him to this bride killer because um, as it turns out, which I guess it's a flashback, but it is the, a flashback, but you, it, it's a very, unless yeah. you know, unless you it knew. is, that is, so, it's a very hard, you have to assume it so because the killer, it doesn't yeah. say it out loud. So the killer ends up killing his bride years and years and years prior. And yeah, it's just, and then there had been bodies since just, before, yeah. maybe before and since, but I know that, like it had always been brides to be, whereas where we get into the real issue. Exactly. It's like, so you made some sort of a ritual to kill brides and everyone they surround themselves with. Like, get over it. Take a take a chill lozenge and move on with your life. And like, so I'm and, and I'm assuming again <laughs> from another flashback or are we is it the same flashback that we're supposed to assume that the guy killed her because she was supposed to marry him and she was marrying the detective or was 
That was yes. the same flashback. Yes. That, that is way too much to have your audience assume. And I, I'm not sitting here being like, uh, we're idiots or anything like that. But there was not a lot of context there. And yeah. to be quite honest, you like, I feel like it's a you like, I don't think I need you don't need to dumb me down, but I don't watch these horror movies to like for inception or anything like that. <laughs> so like, just say that's what it, what's going on because you're supposed to just assume it. And it's like, well, that's a stretch. It, it really is. Like there's no connecting her to him, her to the detective at, at first. Like you're really confused. So, and, and then you have to have that throwaway scene, which I thought was hilarious where principal for breakfast club is talking to another detective and that's the only way we get the backstory because he's like, oh, yeah, you didn't hear about this. Oh, no, you wouldn't. You're new. So he tells the whole story and it's like, OK, You're You're <laughs> all right. And the way he tells it is that uh, he doesn't say if that was the first murder, but he acts like there have been murders since then. And maybe before he doesn't really say. Right. But it's always been brides to be. So now and, and it doesn't tell how long it's been. Since this guy, since the detective was going to marry this girl, it's just, you know, he's back. I, after how long? I don't know. Like, what has yeah. it been two years? I mean, it's because it, it's almost like you're supposed to see the detective as like the um, the guy that let the case get to him too much. And now he's an alcoholic, yet he has none of those characteristics. Yeah, he, he just he's. he's he just got caught out of bed. He's totally not fleshed out enough. And they try to make us make all these connections and like they never execute any of them. Uh, through, and all, like, no, all of those fruition. things I thought. Yeah. All those things I thought about him were complete assumptions. I'm like, well, maybe this. I mean, I get I think the principal from the Breakfast Club does allude to the fact that this kind of ruined him. But it, it doesn't go into now he has all these issues. Uh, you know, he. He can't, he doesn't work anymore, uh, or anything like that. Right. But it's, it, it, but for him to be called in the middle of the night, I mean, detect, detectives, at least according to SVU and Law and Order, <laughs> they get called in in the middle of the night all the time. So I don't know why he was like in such a, have such a piss poor attitude about it. But so, and then he gets yelled at for assuming that it's the guy when principal for Breakfast Club said it was the guy. Preach. I mean, or he didn't say it, but he was like, that's why I called you. But yeah. whatever. That, that's not even the least of my worries with this fucking plot. <laughs> so, okay. So the main issue I have is, okay, he kills brides to be. So why in the ever living fuck does he start killing literally everyone around her? And it doesn't, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't know a lot about this killer. And that's because no characters are fleshed out at all. Even the ones that were that are supposed to be like Marvin and and Amy, like they're not fleshed out at all, at all. But like, okay, so I didn't think that he. I guess I was just assuming, but I assume that he didn't really stalk. He didn't seem to really stalk these these brides to be. I mean, maybe stalk them for one night, like he did the woman in the movie theater. Yeah, because why couldn't he have? Why wouldn't he have killed Amy? He when he so had the chance, chances. when he was in there, when he he killed poor little Ralph in the wedding shop, you know. Oh my gosh, the seamster, the sea, yeah, the yeah, dressmaker. He could have killed her then. Yeah. Okay, that's where I start having the issues. Yep. We all know, not all of us, but a lot of people, you know, there's a signature and there's a mo. 
and he does not follow either of those. And like I was, I, I couldn't remember if it was signature or MO, but it's signature of like the type of people he kills. And that guy just immediately no, uh, just strays away from his signature. That doesn't make any sense. That would never make any sense. And I mean, I know you're not supposed to really be thinking about the things making sense, but I've never seen, I don't know if I've seen a movie that where it's, it has a, this is the theme of the movie that the guy kills these people and it just completely strays from it and doesn't give a shit. Um, I will say my first, um, my first like instant connection, uh, to like a movie where that's happened, I would say in um, Johnny Galecki's character Max, and I know what you did last summer. What's the hell? Why? Why was he killed? Oh, I haven't seen that in so long that like I he was just killed in the middle of his like little. Well, it well, happens, but I mean it does. But, but, but not in this to, movie, not nobody, this, everybody that's killed, make, no one makes sense. But there's no bride killer. Then why? If he's a bride killer, that's why what I'm saying. Everybody it's, else? it's a theme. There, yeah. And I know what you did last summer. There, there's always people that get killed, and you don't understand why. But like in a movie where it's these people get killed, then it's like, why? Then why are all these other people getting killed? Because he never did that before, as far as we know. He didn't ever stalk people for. It had to have been days because her parents like are gone, and it goes over several days. Right. Uh, so he kills the seamster when he could have just killed her like right after that. Um, he stalks her. I mean, there are some pretty cool scenes like where he's like standing behind her when she's watching herself in the TV. That was creepy. Mm-hmm. And then when he's like at the pizza parlor and he's standing outside of there, uh, not the pizza parlor, the ice cream parlor, ice cream, that, that part's creepy. But then he goes on to go to a, he, he doesn't even stay where she is. He goes to that. How did he know where that professor lived? He goes to that professor's house and kills him and uh, her friend. Joyce, why yeah. why she's they're not even hanging out with this girl right and and like they're never there are so many opportunities to just kill amy because no one believes her and for someone that's being stalked she sure as shit goes around by herself a lot well she has to go around by herself and find people to woe is me i'm nervous about my wedding oh, oh god one thing i did write down is remember kicking leaves Oh my god! This was the movie, the Kicking Leaves movie. This is the Kicking Leaves. I don't know if it's is it god. is it the Kicking Leaves movie or that we were thinking about, or is is it just because she literally does kick? She walks around kicking leaves like she's woe is me, and I'm like, bitch, you have a hot guy that is, you know, you don't know he's like going for that's a weird uh, side story too. He's going with a Boy Scout troop for his bachelor party. Mm-hmm. And picking they're, up women on the way with like children, I okay. No, they're gonna have blindfolded circle jerks. Uh, ugh. So it's weird. So she, so okay. So you've got this hot boyfriend that you don't know is an asshole. I mean, I guess she kind of did, but she's still marrying him because you know Marvin is all up in her snatch and she doesn't care. Well, Marvin so, though, yeah, Marvin might be a rapist. He's so pushy. I think oh, he's trying Marvin's to be nice. a pe- Marvin's definitely a peeping tom. And can we please stop talking? Can we please stop with the fucking dead people jokes? Oh my! Oh, oh like, my we get God. it. We get it. You work in a morgue. We get it's, it. Ha ha! Like, well, she thinks it's funny though. Anyway, she's an uh, idiot. But uh, so she's she's either she's woe is me kicking leaves, <laughs> and then she might as well be kicking leaves throughout the rest of the movie, even though they're not there. That's how she walks around. She walks around like she's fucking kicking leaves everywhere. Like oh my life, oh my life, I'm 
not I'm in college, but I'm never going to class. No one ever goes to class. We live in the, I live in this house with my parents. Yeah. What like this Amityville horror house, and I take care of my sister and and my stupid friend Nancy that can't decide if she's a prude. Uh, like, uh, what are these characters? Like, at least Joyce knew who she was. Mm-hmm. Nancy's like Nancy's like I don't know I'm insecure I don't know about myself and then she's all okay Tom Hanks I'm going home with you and then okay I'm gonna smoke weed which I mean smoking weed isn't like you know oh my god but for the way she acts at the beginning of the movie it just didn't make sense for her to be like and now I drink and I do drugs and I go have sex with this jogger I found in the park I don't I don't know exactly <laughs> but anyway I mean like why is this guy killing all these people like she and also, by the way, Joyce was in the fucking morgue, and Marvin had to have. Marvin never tells Amy. Joyce had to have been in the morgue for like they see her in the morgue. She had had to have been in there for like a day and a half. Yeah, they're weird with each other. I don't like how he acts around her and she him or vice versa. Like, and also, is it normal to invite prior relationships to your own wedding? I mean, I guess if you had a good if if you were to have a good relationship with them, it was like amicable. Like I can think of one boyfriend if I got married, like I would invite him because we're still friends. But like, not one that's like still after me. And that whole backstory of he he only like he went away for like a month or something, and then she started dating Phil. Yeah. <laughs> or something like. And I used to think, oh, he like I want them to get together. Now I'm like, ooh, he's a peeping Tom. He follow. he stalk, talk about stalking her. And then uh, when she sees the guy outside, when he brings the goldfish over and he's like, I told you I'd always bring you a goldfish. And she was like, you're, she says it at the same time as him. And they're like, ha ha. And she's like, you're so dumb, Marvin. And I was like, no, you're fucking dumb. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand why she's like really trolling all over town with marvin who's again creepiest person ever and like i whatever i just like, like hey, uh, get your life get your get, life you you know yes. you're still in love with him just just do just date him like why are you and you don't want you clearly do not want to get married you've gone to every single person that you know and said you don't want to get married <laughs> exactly. so like do it just don't, i mean don't, just don't get what, what are you doing and then when she looks outside when he brings the goldfish and it's that complete rip off of Halloween and he's standing outside uh-huh. like it, I don't know if there are clothes lines there but it looks like there should be because it's the exact same scene yeah um, and she turns around and says like there's someone out there and he's like there's no one out there and I was like well in fact there was that guy out there and then there was a lady with a dog out there but okay Marvin um, <laughs> but he's like why would anyone want to follow you and I was like I don't know why don't you ask your fucking self that you follow her around freaking everywhere. You followed her to the to the um, ice cream parlor. You followed her to her dress fitting. Like, wh- talk about stalker. I wonder if they're trying to. I wonder if they want us to think it is he's the killer. I don't really remember. No way. No way. He's too nice. You 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 like. He works in a morgue, though. I mean. But you totally want to root for. Them. No, you don't. I didn't. Well, I didn't this time, but you can tell it's set up like that. Well. I mean, I wanted to root for Sydney Prescott and Billy Loomis too, but you know, you saw how that happened. <laughs> uh, she, st- I mean, she still fucked him. Oh well, yeah, because we were rooting for him. But I still root for him. I do too. Every dream I have. Okay. Ignoring <laughs> <laughs> forever. So um, later on, though, they get to we get to the only good thing to come out of this movie is the debut oh. of Tom Hanks at the little 
carnival or, oh i thought you meant the song in the movie sorry oh well before no um the, the tom, tom hanks, hanks being is, a ridiculous human being talking about fear yeah yeah totally uh but then you know at this theme park they had this roller coaster ride which um it was kind of cool uh i would ride that i liked i liked that that lip I, I did not like I did not enjoy that they called it an amusement park acting like it was Dollywood or something when it was clearly a shitty carnival. Yeah, but that ride was pretty cool. And <laughs> that when was they cool superimposed like the or that they got like the killer because he is menacing and creepy. Yeah, it, totally. And, you know, it was a good place for her to kind of have those second guesses or whatever she was having. And then again, the, the, it was a pretty cool roller coaster or whatever it was, a little tour ride. It was, I mean, it was better it was more than like blazing, blazing, not blazing fury at Dollywood. It was more like that ride that got shut down, uh, to build that other ride. What was it with the mine? It was the, the flooded mine. I, I don't know. I mean, it, I mean, it was better than that. And it was definitely better than Captain Spaulding's world famous murder ride in House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, God. Anything's better than anything Rob Zombie did. Bye. Oh, bye. No, bye. No. I love that one. But the, the ride sucked. You lie. Oh, I liked Devil's Rejects, and that's it. Oh, yeah. Well, the ride, Captain Spaulding's world famous murder ride was not as good as this murder ride. <laughs> it was definitely a hell ride. It was a hell like ride. A, like um, Wesley Willis used to say about stuff. We will not be discussing any wesley willis on this episode <laughs> well, he, call, he would call things hell rides yeah okay everybody look him up and listen to his music that's all i gotta say <laughs> he's from 30 years ago oh. yeah he's dead he's something <laughs> I, sorry back, I don't know what, oh, back I to back to the movie oh he also had a callus on his forehead from when he would uh greet people by uh headbutting them yeah back to the, back <laughs> to the movie so what else do you think here that uh, either you liked or didn't like, or we want to start talking about some of these deaths? Well, I mean, Tom Hanks was cute enough in it. I And uh, I know a lot of people were like, um, I heard the girl, I listened to an interview of the main girl that plays Amy, who is also, by the way, in Savage Weekend, which is one of the worst movies that's, uh, I mean... That's in existence. It's it's so bad, like it's hard to like even watch because even the quality is bad. But anyway, um, she was talking about how she learned so much from being on set with Tom Hanks. Okay, a that was his first role. B the script was whatever he was talking about was bullshit. <laughs> and I mean he's likable, but it's uh, I, I don't give I don't care. I don't I don't know I, I I like Tom Hanks fine, but I don't know what the big shit show is about him. Well, not in this movie. He was in it for like well, not in. I mean, I three minutes. I don't care about him that much. Well, no, just just the point. He's one of the most prolific actors of our time, and this was his first. And movie. he also All had the sex ring. About. Okay, I'm just kidding. Oh just my kidding. god, I'm Bye. kidding. I'm kidding. QAnon out of here. I don't care if y'all y'all y'all. QAnon is not welcome to listen to this. Shit, I cannot. Well, okay. Do you really want them to? Bye. Next. <laughs> Don't act like you want QAnon. No, bye. So we can now start talking no, no, about no, <laughs> the scene where Nancy has her headphones when it's the night again. That was a pretty Ooh. cool little trippy scene with her getting high with the fish tank and, you know, just I chilling out. I did like that. And I mean, I like the song, but I think that's a cool scene until you see uh, her head, which is... I. I, mean, didn't after, remember, I didn't remember how bad that was. After her throat gets slit and she gets her head dumped in the fish tank and cut off. Yeah, it's the worst fake head I've ever seen. 
Like, they should have gotten Vivia from Killer Party to do it. Oh, my God. Yeah, she would have done much better special effects. Since, since she did them, so. Totally. <laughs> or they could have just put a skull from freaking Marvin's uh, morgue, and it would have, they could have predicted. No, but we will be sharing the picture of this head because it's literally the most waterlogged, awful. I've never seen a decapitated head in a movie that's been that bad in my life. Ever. <laughs> ever, ever. Like, it doesn't even look like the same person. Like, it looks no. like Ozzy. It looks more like Ozzy Osbourne. It doesn't even. It looks like someone <laughs> took a. Like. Just a. It's just like like a. Chiro, what is it called? Like the 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 freezing rubber masks. You know, that you put on, I don't, I don't know, it looked like... It, it Cryo- looked, cryogenic? Yeah, cryo, it looked like a cryogenic, like, head with, like, a with a shitty mask on top of it. And the worst wig you've ever seen. It was horrible. And but and what's hilarious, too, is while her, while she's floating in the water and everything's coming <laughs> around God. her, she's got this, <laughs> she's got a trail of blood coming out of her nose down to her lip, like, and but her eyes, I, I just, we will be sharing this photo, it is Outrageous. I, I'm actually looking at it right now, and you know, by the way, that those goldfish would be eating that totes. I'd be hungry. They wouldn't just be, they wouldn't just, be they just be like floating around, being like, "Oh, we just got a new toy in our in our fish." Tank. Yeah, like they've just <laughs> since, been like, since they're toys. But... They've just been breathing in weed smoke from her. They got the secondhand munchies. <laughs> Man, this is a bad head. It's a bad head. Oh. Oh God. Okay. Anyway, um, so that yeah, that is cool. And then before and before we go to the kills, let's talk about how. Um, remember how? Well, I don't know if this will come out before Sorority House Massacre comes out. Which one will come out first? I'm assuming Sorority House Massacre. Our podcast on that will come out first. But do you recall how long that? scene was at the end where they're struggling and the chase and everything yes it's the longest like or i thought <laughs> i thought at the time i was like this is the longest thing i've ever watched in my life and nope watch she knows you're alone oh the tunnel scene then of the morgue even everything? though i do like i do like the setting of it like i think the tunnel it has really cool angles and it's like a i don't know that's it, it's a cool they've got some cool shots out of it which is goes back to me saying that like i think i give it stars for having production quality i think the cinematography can be pretty cool and like you know like in nancy's scene like all that i think it's pretty cool Mm -hmm. but god it lasts for i mean does it last for half the movie and nothing happens probably Oh my it, god! It, yeah, at least like forty-three minutes. I, I would think say. I, I think I had to like fast forward <laughs> through some of it. I was just like, no, <laughs> like I can't, I cannot deal with this anymore. Like, and, and then the detective shows up for what? Just nothing. Yeah. So at this point, I was so bored, I even stopped taking notes. <laughs> and I did I, take notes, and then I lost them also. Yeah, but I, I was like so just done with this. My husband was like playing a game on his phone or doing what researching. Did, what, did, what did your husband think of it? I mean, I'm surprised he didn't fall asleep in this movie. Well, but you know what? He falls asleep at some movies that were like, why would you fall asleep? But then, like, this makes sense. <laughs> and he didn't. Yeah. He, what's, he cho- what, what's up with Jeff? <laughs> yeah. He, he chose to just completely ignore the movie, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a good move. A good move. Yeah. I... God. And I didn't... Okay. I remember it kind of being a chore 
I did. I did remember the last time I'd watched it just being like, it was one of those things and I'm not comparing it to night of the demons at all because night of the demons is way more fun than this movie. Way more fun. But it was one of those things where I remember being like, okay, I'm going to start this. I'm really excited to start this. And then I was like, Oh yeah. Now I remember what happens except for like way worse. All we really needed was to get an actual MP3 of that song and we would have been fine. Yeah, I, I, I honestly could have just read the plot on Wikipedia and I've been good. I mean, I could have gone out to my own sidewalk and just kicked leaves and, and seen the movie. <laughs> Although when that happened, I, I like I was like kicking my feet in the air and like laughing so hard. I was like almost I was like having a, a laughter temper tantrum because um, I was kinda, so excited about it. So right now I'm really just imagining you being like Corey Feldman in Friday the 13th part four while he's watching them yes. have sex across the yes. thing. And he's That's screaming exactly, and kicking. Oh my God. That's exactly <laughs> what I was doing. And I think I wanted to t- text you about it, but like I, you were doing, I knew you were busy doing something. So I like couldn't text you. And so I just wrote it down on my phone. And I was like, Oh my gosh, kicking leaves, <laughs> kicking leaves, kicking leaves. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go ahead and say one more time. I because I, I remember writing this down a lot in my notes. Oh, another dead person joke. Oh, another morgue joke. Oh, another, and so that got old. Amy is full of shit, and she's leading him on because she thinks they're funny, and I don't want to hear her act like she does it. And she got ice cream on his shirt, which was stupid. Um, oh my god, that was awful. He, he's a creeper. Marvin's a peeping tom, and I, I saw a bunch of reviews where they were like, "Oh, he's a uh, he's um." charismatic as usual like um, on what planet like I, I guess if like you also think that uh oh what's his face from uh, silence of the lambs what's his name Hannibal not Hannibal. Lecter? no buffalo bill yeah if you think buffalo bill's charismatic then yeah i guess but like no. and i will say i thought um i thought the killer looked like the killer in slumber party massacre did you think that they looked alike in the face Kinda, I can see that. But I did I, think he was very menacing, and I thought that, especially for having a movie without someone with a mask, where they're like stalking someone, because sometimes, for me at least, I don't know if, if you know, that's why I don't like uh, Slumber Party Massacre one as much because it's just like you know, it's that guy. We know it's that guy. It's whatever. Um, for being a movie like that, he really was creepy. Like they they did they did a good job. Uh, casting him yeah um but god it falls short in so many ways it's it's just such a chore to sit through well again while you while you you know you did bring up silence of the lambs um and not that i'm making any sort of a comparison between these two movies but if i were going to choose to watch this movie maybe ever again or just watch Precious. No, just watch Precious, the little Bichon, um, run up to the to the pit, to the hole. Oh, I thought and, you meant and, Precious the movie. <laughs> no, Precious the dog. <laughs> no, Buffalo Bill's dog. I would choose her five seconds of leaning over the hole on repeat for the rest of my life uh, than ever too. watch this again. Well, okay. I, I think I would. I mean, not for the rest of my life. I probably, if like I had to watch it one more time again, I, I, would, I would watch it again. Like, it's not like someone's like kill i don't know it's not like it's not waterboarding although it's close um <laughs> but i mean like it's just first rate shocker okay why and also a tour de force Mm-mm. they called it a tour de force uh, that's an insult to every other tour de force in the world and you know 
usually movies don't put tour de force if it's actually a tour de force on the back of the box. That's valid. Um, and also, did I say um, this word right? Because I realized when I was reading it, I was like, uh, unerring with an unerring instinct. Or unerring. Uh, yeah, it has to be unerring. U-N-E-R-R-I-N-G. It's unerring. Oh. I think. I'm pretty sure it's unerring. Like well, unerring. It would, I, I know what it, it comes from the word error, but. It means always right or accurate. Well, let's see. Well, I don't know. Whatever, y'all, y'all can fuck off if you if you know how to pronounce it. I don't. I don't really. I just go to Google and I search for the word, and they had the little speech button next to it. Well, too. do it right now. Well, I have headphones on. It's unerring. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> unerring. 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 Yeah. Sorry, guys. I, sometimes when I read the back of these boxes and I realize I haven't like read it all, you know when you like read something and it's different than like how you would just say it out loud. Like, yeah, like when I- you see. The the word um uh oh uh colonel is one of them. But, uh, oh yeah. Albeit is yeah. another one. Well, anyway. if I was reading this word, I might say onion ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, filmed with an onion ring instinct for the truly terrifying. Hey, it made me. It made me cry. You said it meant it meant like what does it mean again? Always right or accurate. So it, it mainly it basically says filmed with a always accurate instinct for the truly terrifying. I beg to differ, sir. I mean, <laughs> get real. And, you know, Vinny Canali, why? Why? That's the only the song. That's one of the only good things about this movie. And you couldn't even put it out. Mm-mm. <gasps> OK, so we can blow through these deaths. Right oh, quick. wait, one, 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 one more thing is I wanted to point out some of the refer like some of the complete ripoffs of Halloween. Um. So the killer, obviously, because like scenes where it shows him, like in the, right. cl- I don't know if there are clotheslines. I don't think there are clotheslines there, but in my mind there were because of Halloween. And so the detective's Dr. Loomis. She has two girlfriends. And then underneath there, I wrote, yeah, it's basically a Halloween ripoff, which makes sense as to why I was underwhelmed. Sitting through this movie felt like a chore. I must have fond memories of it because of the, the song in the movie. That's all. I, that was like the last thing I wrote in like huge letters because I was so yeah. upset with it. <laughs> anyway okay deaths alright I mean you may or may not count this but Russell Todd's death oh I do I mean, count it and does the girl the girl I think she's like let, you were led to believe the girl in the movie dies right I think she starts screaming and then they zoom out and it's like like she's, because she's, she, she's screaming at the same time as the other girl yeah so it zooms out and it, we take, we're taken into the real life uh, so Marie then, you know, goes back, goes to the bathroom, comes back, and she gets stabbed to the back of the movie You mean Meemaw Face? Meemaw Face, um, <laughs> after her super ominous scene in the bathroom. Uh, then Gosh. Joanna, which I nicknamed Flashback Bride, was stabbed with the switchblade. Yes. Uh, Ralph was strangled and then repeatedly stabbed with scissors. The poor man. I didn't was know le- his name. And also ni- nice that he kept that piece of fabric in his hand so the detective could figure it out. Well, so yeah, the fabric and being d- killed by the scissors. He literally lived and died for his job. He was a sweet old little man. And he didn't and- like his job. Because remember, he wanted his wife to come back, so he didn't have to exactly. do Exactly. Like, he's the true hero of this. Sorry, Marvin, but Ralph's, Ralph's the MVP. Ralph's here. are always in these movies. Tall, really good night, this. Crazy Ralph. Friday 13th. That's what I was. Crazy Ralph. Um, then we get... I, I don't remember if we see Joyce killed on screen or off screen, but we do come uh, no, back... No, we, do, we, do, not. we okay, do not. We, the professor finds her. 
Yeah, so Carl comes back. Professor Carl comes back uh, just before a little roll in the hay. Um, and then he just gets stabbed. Uh, and, like, okay, by like, the way, like, can I just talk about what a fucking annoying scene that was and how long it went on? Oh, my God. Get how, to the fucking point. You're not fucking 15. How? Oh, my God. They were getting like, yeah, I'm oh sorry. He's, he's like in his 40s and she's in her 20s. Probably there is no way they're going to be just around <laughs> for like 20 <laughs> minutes. Like, just stick it in and be done with this. And let's go. I know, like, it went on for that was an, that was almost actually that might have I, I did skip through some of that that was yeah you have to fast forward the, as the chase at the like end. yeah people could have sex like seven times over before that scene was ever over oh my god and they're like we're playing hide and seek i'm like in what <laughs> candy land do you live in <laughs> the swamp of satin not swamp of sadness what's it called the chocolate chocolate whatever i played that game, <laughs> played that game in... willy wonka oh no oh you're talking about candy land the actual candy land <laughs> i the cheated junk... at that game so i don't know yeah. Oh my God. Um, then Nancy, we talked about smoke. Uh, you know, smoking that joint, getting her throat cut. Great and death. Great, great death, death. Except for the aftermath. Except for the freaking decapitated head. Awful. And then, um, right during the longest chase scene ever, the longest ending ever, to the longest movie ever, which is only ninety-four minutes, the <laughs> detective gets running through the tunnels. Um, again, great shots. But he just gets like stabbed in the in the chest. Boom! Like what a unfulfilling ending to this Doctor Loomis facade. Like what a like what a yeah. waste. What a waste of my life. It was get such a waste. His and and you know what? I kept on writing. Oh, another tedious detective scene. Another yeah. tedious detective scene. So we got all these tedious detective scenes for nothing. For nothing. And then. The final death, which is actually a reason that I think I gave this either one and a half to two. I like the ending of this. Oh, God, you did? I thought it was so stupid. I thought it was pretty cool in the fact that Amy – okay, to dear listeners, um, Amy uh, does Amy does leave Phil, and now we are sitting in the exact same room as the flashback from the beginning. Yeah, because somehow they're, they're getting married at the same place in the same house or something. And she is definitely marrying Marvin now and not Phil. And then when she turns around, she's basically like, Phil, what are you doing? And then it freeze frames, and so now Phil has become the Ray and... Which I mean, makes like, no fucking sense. Well, he just, again, take a chill lozenge and move on with your life. You know, find a hobby, get a dog, move on, move on. I, just, I just thought it was such a cop-out. I, I, I hated the ending. I thought it was a well, cop-out ending. <laughs> I just thought it was like, who cares? Like, I, oh, oh yeah, so Phil, Phil, who cared so much about her in the first place that he went on a bachelor's retreat with the, some Boy Scouts and picked up girls and beer on the way, yeah. that he cares so much that he's going to murder her? Well, the ending was just another example of this movie's unnerving tour de force. Oh, yeah, because it says at the end, it says a uh, capped by a breathless chase and a truly shocking last minute surprise. OK, breathless, because I didn't want to breathe anymore. I wanted to die. Prepare for the unexpected. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't expect this to be as bad as it was. <laughs> so cool. All right. Uh, well, I think I think we've said everything. So well, no, we haven't. Uh, yeah, I think we have. What no, we have? haven't. I've got to talk about the fun facts. Oh my God, the fun facts. And, and. Wait, there's, there's fun facts. Uh, I mean, <laughs> whatever you think. Um, and I have to read um, a comment that was on IMDb because it's hilarious. Sounds good. Let's do it. Okay. I, I like how you, what, what do you think I was going to talk about? Like QAnon or something? 
Bye. Fun facts. <laughs> Why are you so upset about that? Fun facts. <laughs> They'll kill you, you know. Um, let's see. I, I didn't know where they were. I was looking. I was like, I was just looking at a blank computer screen. <laughs> no fun facts. See ya. Um, okay, so it was the first, you know, it was the first movie of Tom Hanks and Dana Barron, who I, I, I think that she played. Oh, she played the the um, younger sister. Diana. Uh, yeah, and she was in um, Vacation, National Lampoon's Vacation. Mm-hmm. So and she, Yeah, but <laughs> probably only in like one episode. She was probably, yeah, do you want to bet she's a bad girl? They always are. Yeah. Okay, so um, also, it, the shooting of the film was done in 15 days, and the entire production process was done in four months. And I'm going to give them cred again for the production value. I know that some people were like, uh, no, I, I thought it looked good, especially for 1980. And I thought the angle camera angles were good. I, I, I liked that. Yeah. That's like one of the only good parts about it. Um, it says, uh, director Armand Mastriani, Mastriani said the horror fans frequently confused the film when a stranger calls, uh, no, Okay, because of their similarly threatening titles. Okay, well, I guess you could just, you know, they could watch the movies and then know they're not the same. So, <laughs> um, according to Scott Parker, Tom Rolfing, um, who was uh, the killer, was cast because he had uh, the director really liked the intense look in his eyes. And um, I know that he died pretty early on in his life. And I think that he died of AIDS, unfortunately, in 1990. Hmm. So that's sad, uh, but you know, there you go. Um, the producers they cameo as the angry drivers that shout of Detective Gamble during the chase scene. Oh, that was another thing that I thought was hilarious when he's like, "Where's the morgue? Isn't this the town that you're a police officer and you don't know where the morgue is?" Like, right. what? That's one of the few and, places you should know is where the morgue is. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, maybe he uh, was called in." This is my mind, like just me trying to make sense of it. I was like, "Maybe he was called in, and this is like a diff, not like maybe a different, you know, part of his county, but like a different city." and like not his jurisdiction but then i was like i don't know why i'm trying to think about it that much yeah so um let's see they also had different working titles uh blood wedding shriek and the uninvited but it did they didn't test well obvi yeah and also i don't know it definitely shouldn't be called blood wedding since it's not really about killing brides to be except for two and there's no wedding (sighs) (laughs) i mean that that's the biggest I, that's one of the that, that's a bigger plot hole than in uh, the last lumber party. I mean, they should that'd be the same thing if they'd called the movie Halloween Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And then this is this is a hilarious that this isn't actually hilarious. It's just weird because I'm like, what? This is a fun fact on, on IMDb. <laughs> For years, it was believed that Pat Benatar's hit song, Hell is for Children, was featured in the film's soundtrack. The song, however, is never heard throughout the film, nor credited. Well, okay. <laughs> well, she's, cool. missing out, 
she's missing out on those royalties. Cool fun fact, it was in, but it wasn't in the movie. <laughs> like they're like people think it is, but it's not. That's that's a fun fact. Okay. <laughs> um, and the other thing is, uh, I I was reading like you know how they have those Wikipedia pages for movies or you know like separate not not actual yeah, they're, Wikipedia, they're just, but, like, but they're like horror wikis and it's like fandom fandom yeah. wikis yeah yeah there was a list of kills on it and i knew for a fact this is another fun fact that they had wanted to kill tom hanks's character um originally in the script but they ended up liking him so much that that you know he doesn't die and it was a uh, on uh the list of that of of the fandom wikis like kills off screen and I was like he does it but he for sure does not die because right. I've heard I've heard the director say it in an interview I've heard Russell Todd say it in an interview like that right he was gonna die and then they decided not to kill him so I don't know why I don't know who who did that but so it's uh the body counts eight with an implied ninth so um and then I have one uh comment that I wanted to read because it's I think I'll just read the whole thing because it's so funny. Okay, let's just hear it. <laughs> it's it's so it's so funny. <clears throat> it's it's a long one, so are you ready? I'm ready. This guy does not like this movie. Okay. <laughs> okay. I shouldn't start off by carping on the atrocious cliches because this was possibly the second slasher film, the first copycat of Halloween. So these awful slasher film characteristics have yet to be cliches. True. So I give him a little bit of credit. I, I, after I read that, I was like, okay, he knows what he's talking about. The thing is, this movie happens to be fairly original. The opening sequence, while very campy and just as poorly directed as the rest of the film, I don't agree with that. Um, was a big surprise. However, these things make the film less credible somehow. If, while I'm taking into consideration that it's very possible the second slasher ever made, I still end up hating it tremendously. <laughs> it still must be pretty bad. I hated the script. It's so funny. I hated the script more than I hated the usual slasher script. Despite the opening sequence, I think every single second while someone is speaking is horribly stupid. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I think the main cop character is criminally written. <laughs> what kind of hero cop shows up at the scene of a murder and says, why did you get me out of bed for this? <laughs> Even if the circumstances of the character led later unraveled, make it more plausible that he says that, which it doesn't. Uh, the movie is already on an irreversible downward, downward spiral. There was one review here on IMDb that said this movie was well-paced. Don't listen to this person. <laughs> this is very easily the slowest slasher film I've ever seen. That's fine to have a slow-paced movie, but you cannot have a slow slasher movie. You, ha you can have a slow horror movie because uh, a horror movie packs disturbing surprises and needs time to develop a creamy atmosphere. A slasher movie is the most basic kind of horror movie. A movie without about stabbing people. So he he's pissed off about that. I'm just gonna go on uh, down through it. Um, what I said before about the cliches that aren't cliches yet. That that is true. So I mean he he did come to that, and then he says, um, yeah. I guess I'm not gonna read the whole thing because it is really long. Um, <clears throat> there are two good scenes, and he knows you're alone. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of them being scary. <laughs> one includes one of the girls hilariously teasing her professor, which I, I did not like that scene. I thought it was stupid. Ugh. And one with Tom Hanks' screen debut in a very small role. No, I didn't enjoy them. 
I, I knew mean, they were, were good scenes. I knew they were good scenes, and I would have enjoyed them had they been in a different movie. <laughs> 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 Unfortunately, they were in He Knows You're Alone, and by the time they occur, I'm so bored and anxious for it to be over. I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he is triggered and so ready. <laughs> And then I told you uh, earlier, I was telling you the other guy, some guy was like, I don't know. I just sat down. It was like something I watched for an hour and a half and then it was over whatever. (laughs) I love it. That's the best. So yeah, I give it one. I give it one star. I give it less than I gave to all a good night. That's saying something. It's saying something like, don't even think I recommend this one. So I only uh, give it one, two for the production quality. If I hadn't been for the production quality, I'd probably give it a 0.5. Yeah, so I'll, I'm going to leave on the, my final notes here. It's um. What? No. No, no, no. T- let me give it an extra 0.5 for the ending song. Or for okay, the song. we'll give it for that. Yeah. So we're going to now, we're going to leave you guys, and we're going to stay gagged on wedding dresses. We're going to stay gagged on bad decapitated head special effects. We're going to stay gagged on leaves, and we're going to stay gagged on Tom Hanks. And walk around kicking leaves while you're gagged. It'll make you feel good. Bye, guys. Bye. Haven't got the time to waste on crying somewhere in your love. If you try, isn't it enough that I love you more than ever? You're the only one who makes me feel. It's the only way hey.